Welcome to the Joey and Amanda podcast. Good news, episode three. I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. And you are hearing our brand new podcast theme song. Uh, we had this song produced by musician Phil Stevens. Thank you, Phil. We're so excited about it. We uh, After we heard it, we were humming it all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Phil is not only a musician. Mm-hmm. He is also my soon-to-be brother-in-law. Yes. Uh, my sister and him are getting married this summer. We were there for the engagement. Yes. Or the proposal. And, and also, Phil was the one recording the video Yes. When I proposed to you. Mm-hmm. He was. He was in on it. He was in on it the whole time. Phil and I went up the mountain uh, before you got there. and To map everything out. To map everything out. And he was going to film it. He actually dove into a thorn bush oh right gosh. before. Because I think we had thought that you wouldn't be able to see us from where we were standing. But yeah. then, like right when you sort of appeared, he thought that you could see him. Mm-hmm. So he, he jumped into like this bush, this oh thorn bush, and he got the video. He did. He nailed it. And he Thanks, also Phil. nailed this song. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Love you, buddy. Okay, I've got some good news for you. Yeah, I, this time I don't know any of them. At least I hope I don't. For some good news, we head to the Bronx, New York, where Noel Santos was born and raised. Okay. So for people who don't know about the Bronx... The Bronx has a population of around 1.5 million people and has the second highest crime rate in New York City. I didn't know that. Second highest. Oh, yeah. The Bronx the is bad. Bronx. I, I, w- I get it confused with Brooklyn and okay. Brooklyn is now much better. Totally. Yeah. But for Noel Santos, books were her safety zone. They were her window outside of her little five block radius, which many of her peers never expanded beyond. Mm-hmm. Books were her education and her entertainment. In 2014, Barnes & Noble announced it would be closing its Bronx-located store, which was the only bookstore in the Bronx. Oh, the only man. one. And now it's closing. Noelle started researching what it would take to open her own independent bookstore. Smart. So she started saving up, and she started mapping out and writing a business plan. She was determined to open the new and only bookstore in the Bronx. So smart. I love this story. You're going to love this story. Yeah, female entrepreneur. I love it. Okay, so what'd she do? She went to Google and she literally typed in how to open a bookstore. Mm -hmm. And most of the information that was popping up was about bookstores competition. Mm -hmm. Amazon, eBooks. Yeah. It wasn't looking good from the start. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially given that the only bookstore that was there before was now closing. Right. Everything, all her, all the cards were stacked against her. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, oh, well, Noel came <laughs> up with the idea to make her bookstore more of an experience. She wanted to create a social space rather than a place to come in and take a book and go. Mm-hmm. So she decided to combine the bookstore idea with a wine bar cafe aspect. Nice. How old is Noelle? Because in my head, I was thinking she was like a 14-year-old girl, but she's opening a a wine bar. I would say she looks like she's in her 30s. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. But still young. That's great. Right, right. And this uh, whole journey, you know, took a couple years. So um, maybe she started this in her 20s. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so she decides to combine this bookstore idea with the wine bar and cafe aspect. 
As she says, what better way for people to connect than through books, food, and wine? Sounds amazing. Yes. So she wanted to call it Book Bar. Okay. But when she Googled it, a store with that name already existed in Denver, Colorado. So, Noelle called that store in Denver, Colorado. She introduced herself over the phone to the owner of the Denver store Mm -hmm. and said that she admired her store and that she wanted to do something like that herself in the Bronx. Uh And she asked the Denver store owner, will you help me? Mm -hmm. Ever since that day, the Denver store owner has been Noelle's mentor ever since. That's amazing. So in 2016, Noel entered City Foundations New York, which is a startup business plan competition. Mm-hmm. She beat out 358 other New York City startups. She wow. won the $7,500 prize. That's awesome. They do that. They do that. I didn't know they did that either. And that's great. I mean, she would know she reads so much that that's going on. Yep, exactly. Yeah. She wins it. She takes the money that she won from that competition and she buys everything she needs for a pop-up shop. So she buys crates and a table for her first stack of books. Yeah. She started at the Bronx Museum of the Arts for two days with her table, with her six-foot table and her stack of books. Yeah. Then she went anywhere she could fit this table. And she just collected email addresses and talked to people in the streets and then yeah. in the community and the, and just to get a gauge for like, what books do you want? What what would you be interested in reading? Yeah. What's something that you need in your life that I can give you with a book? Yeah. Just soaking up all the information she could. Mm-hmm. And she also has this award-winning business plan. Mm-hmm. But she knew that she needed $40,000 to qualify for the loan that she needed to open the actual store. And even though she placed high in the competition, the judge told her that she was never going to raise that money. He said, you're never going to raise this money. So did she quit? No. No. (laughs) She launched an Indiegogo where she wrapped a pitch video that had her whole plan Uh for what she wanted to do with the store, as well as showing sides of her personality and people just fell in love with her and yeah. the plan. And I went to the Indiegogo, which is obviously now closed. Yeah. She raised over $150,000 on it. Whoa. She got the loan. And now the first time business owner, entrepreneur, and book connoisseur is the proud owner of the only bookstore in the Bronx. It is called The Lit Bar, as she serves literature and wine. Oh, nice. And the, see what you did there. Yes. And she is now giving to the community what books always gave her. A door to other cultures to gain empathy, to learn different topics and subjects, and the source of her education and entertainment. That's amazing. It's amazing. I love that story. It's a great story. Good job. So if you live in the Bronx or near the Bronx or you ever find yourself in the Bronx... Give Noelle and the Lit Bar a visit. Yes, Noelle, you're awesome if you're listening. I just felt like it was very fitting, this story, because you and I are doing our weekly challenges mm-hmm. where my challenge is to read a book every night. Yeah. Before read, not read a whole book, but read from a book every right. night before bed. Because reading actual books is a skill that I, and a muscle that I want to keep strong. Mm-hmm. Because I'm reading scripts a lot. And, and you're listening to a lot of... You're listening to a lot of 
I'm a huge podcast, podcast fan. Podcast, yeah. And, and I'm listening to books. Right. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. You guys are listening to us right now. I yeah. love podcasts. But um, I didn't want to start losing the desire to actually like read text. Yeah. I have to. Mm-hmm. And so I happened to be reading Gary Vee's book, mm-hmm. which is about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And it's for first-time business owners. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just curious about that world. So I'm reading his book. So... Here comes this story about somebody like that yeah, and about actual books themselves. And I just thought this is all the things in one this is meant to be. Yeah. You got to talk about it. It's such a great story. Yeah. I'm so glad you found it. What I love about it too is the fact that she kept hitting these like dead ends, mm-hmm. but instead of giving up, she yeah. would turn and find a new pathway. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, not a good time for a bookstore. So mm. instead of just giving up, it's like, wait, well, how can I make it more than just a bookstore? Yeah, different. Yeah. And then when they said you weren't going to raise the money, I think that that's why a lot of people, I mean, the people that are successful, they're successful because they just, every time they say, somebody says no to them, they just figure out a different way. Yep. And at, like in comparison where other people might just think, oh, okay, well, I can't do it then. Mm-hmm. Or everything's against me because I am a female or because whatever. Right. So this story is great. Yeah. It's very motivational. Definitely. It's sort of like you, you've had similar experiences through your journey to get to where you are about people either letting you go or Mm -hmm. you hitting a point where it's like most people would probably quit at this point, Mm -hmm. but instead you found a new path. Always. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great story. Yay. Yay. Well, great job. All right, you ready for more stories? Yes. All right. I got a couple post-Super Bowl stories. The first one involves a great story about the Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and you, my beautiful, sweet, amazing wife. What? You are involved in this story. There's no way. You, who never watched a play of football, I don't think in your life, Mm -hmm. led to me knowing the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl because of a great story about the quarterback. Oh, that story. I know that one. That's a great story. Well, I'm going to share it right now. Okay, great. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a ginormous sports fan. Yes. I All football season, I watched every game. I'm a big-time fantasy football player. And, you know, I had a fantasy football podcast that I'm sure all of you know because I've talked about 462 times. (sighs) And you also, not only do you love sports, but you know a lot of about each player's lives. Right. So you're really invested in it because you know what's going on. I watch it as if it's a TV show. Yeah. All these characters, you know, are the players. They all have stories. Mm -hmm. So I was going back and forth on who was going to win the Super Bowl. And I had equally convincing reasons for both teams. I had done countless hours of research and every day would flip. So on Thursday, I was saying the Chiefs were going to win. On Friday, I thought, no, it's definitely the 49ers. Friday night, I read a story that Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback in the league right now, right? Mm -hmm. He was at dinner with his girlfriend about a month ago at a crowded restaurant in Kansas City where he is especially a superstar. However, while he sat and ate with his girlfriend, no one came up to him to ask for a selfie or an autograph or anything. Yeah. And as he left the restaurant, everyone sort of watched him like walk to the door, but still nobody said anything to him. They gave him his privacy and he got to the door and he turned around and he said to the entire restaurant, (laughs) 
That is why I love it here in Kansas City. Thank you all for allowing me to enjoy this night with my girlfriend, for giving us privacy. And at that point, everyone like started cheering and stuff. And then yeah, he left. that's so nice. Table by table, everyone in the restaurant started finding out that Patrick Mahomes had picked up every single table's bill that night. That is so awesome. He paid for everyone's meals that night in the restaurant. That is such a great story. So I read that story. Uh-huh. And as I finish it, I'm blown away by it. Mm-hmm. You walk into the room. And I said to you, I have to tell you this story about Patrick Mahomes. And you said, who's Patrick Mahomes? And at that point, I knew the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I knew it. Because Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. He's not just some quarterback I know because I watch a lot of football. It's the same reason that everybody knows Tom Brady. He wins a lot of Super Bowls. I'm trying to do the math on a chalkboard in my head right now. Like, hold on. I walk in. Yes. Plus, I don't know who Patrick Mahomes No is idea. Equals that they win the Super Bowl. 100%. Because he is not just some quarterback who played in the Super Bowl that one year and lost. Yeah. Like all the other times that maybe you've sort of been there watching with me and then, you know, quarterbacks have come and gone. He's not that. He's like Tom Brady. He's going to be like a legend. So to me, I was thinking, you're going to know who he is after this because you have to because he's going to be a legend. Ask me in 20 days who that person is. And I don't know if I'll remember, but. I just thought he's the quarterback that, you know, gets down 10 in the Super Bowl and leads his team back to beat the best defense in the league. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. And now you know who Patrick Mahomes is. <laughs> we'll check in on you in a couple of days, but. That was really nice that he did that. It's a great, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more story from the Super Bowl. You ready? Mm-hmm. So. The game was played in Miami at the Hard Rock Stadium. Five minutes from the stadium is an area called Miami Gardens, where one in four residents live below the poverty line, and there's a ton of gun violence and crime all over the streets. So for high schoolers in that area that play football, they have a requirement to work weekends at the Hard Rock Stadium concession stands during the season. Okay. You know, serving hot dogs, making pizzas, passing out peanuts. So everybody that's in... in in high school in Miami Gardens has to work weekends. That are that's in football. That yes. plays football. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that way, you know, coaches and the community keep them safe and out of trouble. Okay. This is a great idea. It's a requirement. Like if you yeah. want to keep playing on this team, this is what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. One of those kids was Rashad Fenton, who attended the high school years back and remembers those weekends working the concessions. Mm-hmm. He's making pizza, passing out sodas. Staring at the field from afar, daydreaming about hopefully playing in the NFL one day. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward a couple years to now, Rashad is not only playing in the NFL, but playing for the Kansas City Chiefs as he, last Sunday, took the field for the Super Bowl and turned his daydreaming into a reality, winning the Super Bowl in that exact stadium. That is so awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It really, I mean, it just made me think of anybody working a job at maybe a movie theater who's just staring, you know, hopefully I'll be on that screen one day if they're an actor or, Mm -hmm. you know, a musician who works at a, at a, you know, concert venue. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden they're playing there. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so inspiring. I wonder if he used manifestation. Like, I wonder if he just. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are like, oh, this is just my job. And then some people might be like, this is what it's going to feel like. Right. Yeah. 
I'd love to ask him about that. Amazing. Amazing yeah. story. Congratulations, Congratulations to you, Rashad Fenton, and your family. It's just so cool. And they all are five minutes away. They all live five minutes away in the same house that he grew up in. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Our last story stretches from Minnesota to Florida, mm-hmm. stopping in Iowa on the way. Okay. Monica Mathis. She lives in Minnesota. She was scrolling through Facebook when she saw a viral story about adoptable dogs being put on beer cans at a brewery in Florida. Mm -hmm. So she clicked it. It's like a, there's like a brewery in Florida that came up with this idea that they were going to put pictures of adoptable dogs onto beer cans. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. So she clicked it and right away she saw on one of the pictures of, one of the beer cans used in the article Uh that one of the dogs looked like her dog named Day Day that went missing from her Iowa home in 2017. Oh my gosh. So back then she lived in Iowa years Mm -hmm. prior and her dog Day Day ran away and she looked for Day Day everywhere. She searched everywhere. She called shelters. She looked everywhere she possibly could. And years went by, no sign of Day Day. She eventually moved oh to Minnesota. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now, now just living in Minnesota, she sees a picture of what looks just like her dog that went missing in Iowa on a beer can in Florida. Oh my goodness. So she called. And, and how, can, how can you tell the difference too? Because so many dogs look really similar. But I feel like, if, like when Unless you have it's a, a dog... And you see it like every day. It's just little <laughs> things you kind of pick up on. Yeah, maybe I don't yeah. know. through a photo though. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay, keep going. So she called mm-hmm. and Day Day did have a microchip with Monica's first name on it, but her last name had changed since 2017 and her information was outdated. So there was no way of the animal service to track her down once the once Day Day was picked up in Florida. They couldn't find her. How did that dog get to Florida? <laughs> what? So Monica provided paperwork to prove that Day Day, now named Hazel, was wow. actually her dog. <laughs> um, and they were able to confirm it. How Hazel got from Iowa to Florida will never be known. That's just a mystery forever. Oh, my Hopefully goodness. she wasn't trying to get out of the cold because now she's going back to even colder. In Minnesota. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of Callie. (laughs) (laughs) Callie would be freezing in 84. Oh my gosh. On a hot day. That's a whole other podcast. But it's unbelievable. So That is a great story. And the the service is funding uh, the transportation from Florida to Minnesota for the dog. Oh, that's so nice. And um, it's just crazy when you think about it. So the shelter had chosen... Four dogs to appear on the beer cans. Oh, my. Four. What are the chances? What are the chances one of the this four? This could be a movie. Yeah, totally. It kind of reminds you like Finding Nemo or something. Just think about like in Florida. And it just so happened that that article really just probably intended for people in Florida yeah. to adopt a yeah. dog made its way to Minnesota. Yeah. Imagine, um, what, what's the dog's name? The real name? Day Day. Day Day. Imagine Day Day just as like a little character 
And then when they're going to take the photo, he like begs the other dogs, please, I really want to find my owner. I promise. Like, I'll get you back. I'll give you extra treats. Yeah. And they're like, or he like runs up to the front. Fine, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Uh, smile. Yeah. And he's next to him. He's like, I saw the picture. He's smiling. Like, oh my gosh. That I need to see that. That is that. I love that story. Amazing. That's so fun. What are the chances? You'll never know. Unbelievable. And yeah, you're right though. How did they get to Florida? <laughs> Maybe somebody found. It's a far. That's pretty far. Yeah. Iowa to Florida. Yeah, kind of like California. Can you Carolina. imagine though? Can you imagine if Day Day was like, "I gotta get out of this cold. I gotta get to Florida." And then he, <laughs> he, he like ran away on purpose because yeah. it's too cold. And not only <laughs> are they going back to cold, but they're going to probably the coldest place they could possibly go. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. I'd love to see. I the, wish dogs uh, could talk. They get there. They see the welcome to Minnesota. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I worked so hard to get out of here. <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's amazing. We're so happy for um Monica and for Day Day. I wonder what she's gonna call. Day Day, of course. But but now the dog's confused. Yeah, Hazel was the new name. Day Day Hazel. Hazel Day Day. <laughs> Try both, see which one the dog likes best. Hey hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Thanks. Nicely done, Joe. Thanks. Uh, so we're going to get all comfy and get ready for the Oscars yes. soon. Your favorite movie of the year was? Little Women. That was my favorite. I love that movie so much. It had everything. It mm -hmm. was just great. Um, I would get Parasite number two for me. Okay. And the thing is, I haven't seen all of them. Right. So it's hard to say. Right. Um, and then the third one would be 1917, just because it was an experience. I wouldn't... I would say everybody should just watch it yep. for the experience because it looks like they never, they never cut. Yep. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that was an experience. It was like a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. Joker was really good too. I would say that's my number four. Okay. What All are right. your top four? Mm, I'm gonna go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Parasite, 1917, Little Women, and. I'm going to go The Irishman, number five. Mm. I love The Irishman. So Joker didn't make it? No. No? Okay. No. I think Joaquin Phoenix was the best performance of the year. Yeah. But as just an overall movie, I still loved it. This year, this is a good year of movies. I really loved a lot of these movies. Mm. And um, so, yeah, even though Joker's not in the top five, still really liked it. Yeah. But in terms of like rewatchable movies, movies I would want to watch again, it's really just Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Little Women. Yeah. Little like, Women, I would watch that again. Parasite in 1917 were amazing, but those were like experiences that it's like, I'm good. Yeah. My little brother watched it in the theater four times. Which one? Parasite. Are you serious? He went back to the movie theater four to watch times? it. Four times? Four times. I didn't know that. Yes. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah. Wow. And it's long. It's like two hours at so one, two, three. Yeah, that's yeah. eight hours watching Paris. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It what is a great. story. I know. I can't believe that story's never been told before. Like that idea of a story of... of, of I know, I know. Don't go... Don't sorry, go sorry, 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 sorry. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for being here. Have a great Monday. Get pumped for Wednesday. We've got a good show coming on Wednesday. 
Oh, it's going to be. Very I'm good. really excited about Wednesday. Me too. Mm-hmm. All right. Hope you had a great weekend, by the way. Forgot yeah. to say that from the top. Hope you had a great weekend. And I hope this week is amazing for all of you. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being awesome. Thank and you my- for being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We love you all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.